I'm your host, Rabbi Linda Schreiner Khan, and welcome to Tehillah Talks, where teens engage in honest conversation with their rabbi about what it means to be Jewish in the world today. This week, Julian, the rabbi, and I are joined by Helena and Bernie. Welcome! Welcome. <laughs> so, <laughs> welcome to Tehillah Talks, and uh, I'm sure people will recognize that there are two different voices, and Julian gave us a, an interesting prompt in an email that he sent me, which is to talk about uh, a little bit about community. So I think we should start with asking the question, when you say the word community, or you hear the word community, what pops up for you? Jasmine, you want to go first? And then everybody else can chime in. Well, I had to think about this a lot when I was writing my college essays and supplements, so I should have a really good answer to this. Um, (laughs) But I think to me, a community is an environment that supports and encourages you and is like a safety net almost that can propel you to doing that I feel like that's not the right word, but that can be a catalyst for you reaching your full potential and what you want to achieve in some way. So, for example, I guess how that could apply to like Tehila is as opposed to being just one person trying to accomplish a goal, trying to make the world a better place, you're working with a group of people and you're working towards that goal together, which I think could be what defines community. But I think just in general, a group of people who lift each other up and encourage each other and support each other. Can I add to that? Yeah. I think like when I think of community, I first think of a sense of family almost. Mm -hmm. But I feel like obviously a community is more than that. It's just like shared purpose or identity, I guess. And I feel like to Hila, a lot of what that sense of community revolves, revolves around is like social justice and Judaism, obviously. So... And I think it goes both ways because a community may feel like a family, but really a family is also just a type of community. Mm -hmm. If a community is any group of people that supports each other and lifts each other up, then I think family totally counts as a community. Mm -hmm. Um, When I first think of community, I think of a common goal or commonalities between members of the community and whether that's like living in a certain area or having the same religious beliefs, I think that's what defines a community. Mm -hmm. So I was telling Jasmine before I was at a conference this last number of days, and um, I got a list as an email of of people who are othered in the Jewish community in particular. And when Jasmine and I looked at this list, we kind of went, wait a second, I don't don't get it. It it ranged from uh, being overweight, to having a physical disability, to mental illness, to the way you dressed, to having economic obstacles, to being LGBTQ, to coming from an intermarried family, to, I mean, it was really every possible permutation. And we were talking about it. And what kind of emerged in our little sub-conversation was that Wait a second, all these people are at Tehila. I don't understand <laughs> how these or, people are being othered. It's like I've never I I just never really thought like I've never felt that stigma because I've never really been in a Jewish community besides Tehila. So it's just like it was sort of mind-blowing to me, like especially some things like 
not having children, like your kids not being married, like stuff like that. It's just like, I couldn't imagine anyone at Tequila being judgmental about that or anything on that list. So I was like, but obviously some things were more like obvious than others because like discrimination and that kind of stuff. But I was just like, wow, yeah, this is really interesting. Like I've never felt any stigma at Tequila, like in relation to any of these things. Like I've never felt anyone be like, pressuring people to be married or to have kids or like that kind of stuff so yeah it was just like really interesting tequila is almost like a very inclusive community and i feel like you tend to start excluding people when you feel like threatened almost does that make sense like i feel like it like it's a testament to the community if they can accept people with like with differences that are like do you know what i mean like if they have disabilities if anything like that because i feel like a community Yes, it's a shared purpose, but it's not necessarily, like, homogenous, and that can be a good thing. So community does not necessarily have to be a homogeneous Mm -hmm. entity. It can be heterogeneous. It can have different points of view. It could be almost, like, people who have in common that they're different or, like, in common that they're uncommon from other people. Or in common that they're excluded in other communities. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Not what to say that that's what, what brings us together is. is the fact that other people don't want us. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. No, but, but uh, yes, and actually, the person who was leading this session was talking about he's a very well-known social worker, and uh, that at his synagogue there was one table at Kiddush of these people who would always sit together. And they didn't know, other people didn't know why and what this table was. Somebody said, so why do you guys all sit together? And I said, because we all have problem families. <laughs> we all have issues to, to confront in our family life. And we support each other. So they, in this much larger community, they found a place for their otherness, however you want to describe that, and created a sub-community. How does community work for you in a school setting? This is going to make me sound like, I don't know, angsty or whatever, but I feel like I'm very apart from my school's community. Like, I'm not super involved with it at all. And, like, I just have a group of friends who I've been very close to for a long time. So, like, I kind of just hang out with them, I guess. And I really like that sense of community because these are people that, like, you know, I just trust and, like, I just work well with them. And that's that's more than enough for me, I guess. My school is tiny, like tiny, tiny. Tinier than his? Oh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's 60 people per grade. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, it's really small. And so I know everyone, like, in my grade. I don't really, like, I'm not very, I'm, the only reason I'm at all plugged into my school's community is because it's so small. But otherwise, I'm sort of someone who doesn't, like, unless, like, someone's, talking to me or trying to engage me like during school hours I'm kind of just like mm-hmm. zoned out I mean I also it's also worth mentioning I haven't been to school for a few months because <laughs> um I do an internship for the second half of senior year but oh, do you miss that community no because like since it's the grade's so small it's like well first of all we see each other every week and then since the grade's so small it's like I keep in touch with all my friends and like yeah, like, I think just what's different about, like, my school community is that, like, I know everyone and everyone knows me, like, pretty well. Because I've been there since I was, like, 11. Um, so even if I'm not friends with people, I usually know them, like, to some degree. Which is, I guess, means that 
you're more involved inherently. It's just by, by longevity and, yeah. Yeah, and familiarity. But it's not really like a community by choice in the way that tequila is. Like, you're kind of forced to be in that community, like the school community. And it's like, not like bad, but like, it's not the same as like being somewhere because you want to be and um, working towards something that you're passionate about. Burning? Yeah, I think the rabbi brought up something about like sub communities. I feel like it's, I see that a lot at my school. You could say like the whole school is a community, but then we're split up into divisions like the lower school, the middle school, the high school. And then even within the middle school, there's the three grades. Within those three grades, there's advisories. There's like your friends. I know everyone in my grade, but that doesn't mean that like I hang out with them or like talk to them that much. So it's hard to say, are they really part of like my chosen community if I hardly ever even talk to them? Like it's kind of a different relationship, I feel, from something like Tahila, like um, like Jasmine was saying. Um, I know my school um, focuses a lot on community. And um, last week we had a day, like we have it every year, where um, this year we focused on building our community values. And we all got to, we all were put in classes with people we had never really spoken to before. And we all talked about what we think that our school values should be and trying to build our community as a whole. And I know that most of my classes are small, and so I know a lot of um, people individually and also just I don't have the same people in every class, and so that builds on my community. It's it's interesting because the event that uh, it was at this weekend was done in New York, and usually it's done as a retreat. And when it's done as a retreat and you're all staying in the same place, you're stuck with the same people. You keep seeing them over and over again, and... Uh, like it or not, you create some kind of community and there's music that brings, that creates community and there's praying together and there's Havdal and there's all these different things. And although some of those elements were there, it didn't happen. And I realized that the last time I went to one of these, there was a community art project that you would go into a study session and then there'd be this art thing that you could stop and just do a little piece of and at the end, when it was finished, everybody had a had a stake in it, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I did it, but no, we we all did a piece of this together. I think that that's one way of creating. I think what you're talking about uh, at your school is one way of creating, and, and creating something together is another way. But it's not something that I believe that we're taught how to do, you know. I mean, there are courses in community building, and you would think that as human beings, this is something that is a basic necessity, right? <laughs> if we go back to our roots as, as humans, one Neanderthal could not make it alone, even if he, he or she had a spouse or a partner. Uh, it was too difficult. You were going to say something. This is a you? little like off topic, but I took an architecture class, and our final project was researching planned communities and like Cobb City, like all of that stuff, Stuyvesant Town. So what I really took away from that was like, these people were definitely like very smart. They had all these resources. They spent millions of dollars. They thought about it very hard. And a lot of the time they failed to create the sense of community that they wanted to. But when it, when it succeeded, it was like almost always accidental. And that really stuck with me. Like a lot of the strongest communities 
just like building that artwork, like without you really noticing, it turns you into a community. I think when you work towards something and like, for example, in Culp City, like a lot of the buildings were damaged or poorly built. So the tenants went on like a strike against the management and that really created like a very deep community. Yeah, I think the key to a community is like some sense of unification regardless of differences. And that's why I think not only is like variation and difference in identity and communities important, but it's almost like essential because is it really like, I think you have to like community takes effort. And I think that just being like, oh, you're exactly like me. Okay, now we're a community that's like, I mean, I guess that could be, it's classified as like a community, but it's not as powerful as um, having something that unifies you to the point where it's like you don't care about differences. And I think that's one of the purposes of community is people coming together despite differences and, and yeah. bridging bridging differences. Yeah, bridging differences. I one of the as I said, studying all these days, I've I've said this to you guys over and over again about the teaching that we have uh, in our pockets. There are two pieces of paper, right? One that says the world was created for me, and the other that I am but dust and ashes, or I'm but a pebble of sand. But the thing about that pebble is that. Each pebble is unique. We may all be pebbles, but we're unique pebbles. And so the challenge, which is not always easy, is to respect the fact that we are each unique and different and have different stories to tell. And how do we create spaces where we're allowed to be that different self? I don't have an answer for that, really. That just seems like a very Jewish concept, I guess, like struggling to have your own space to be different. Like that really reminds me of like anti-Semitism, I guess, or in a historical context, like in Russia, for example, they were like being denied the right to be Jewish and like to just live peacefully. And they like, I think part of what Judaism does is it really strives to create a community or a sense of community. But the thing is, in the past, that sense of community was often created out of a sense of danger right yeah they're coming to get us uh let's huddle together and until the last few years i would say that most of if you ask somebody on the street is there anti-semitism in america most people would have said ah not not so you'd notice and now now all that was there has come out from behind the curtain, not all, but a lot of it. And it's and it's rearing its head and it's rearing its head in lots of ways. And it's really for your generation, I think it's even more complicated because you've never experienced any of it at all. I don't think. Have you? I mean, you, I mean, you did you did a little bit in your neighborhood. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I guess I did. But like, it was kind of joking i guess i don't i didn't take it that seriously i didn't feel like it was a, a, legit, a real threat right yeah it was it was like they were eight <laughs> so <laughs> even though i was like much older anyway but like i feel like we can no longer resort to like a fear-based community like we have to come up with i feel like tequila this is gonna like be like bragging i guess but i feel like tequila we have a much more we have a different response i guess to that kind of stuff like our mission isn't based on fear it's more about like trying to be productive and like trying to adapt, I guess. That's something I like about tequila. We have a, a mission 
what can we do next? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do we respond? Yeah. And We're not looking towards the past of yeah. like. Well, I don't think you can control like whether you're afraid, but I think you can control what you do with that fear. So like, I think Tequila does a really good job of using any sort of energy for a productive way. Um, and I think that's, I think that you can't do that or you can, but it's so much harder to do that without community. Cause if you have community, you have, you're so much stronger and you're so much able to, if you choose to, instead of it fighting against fear, like be able to, you, you pull your energies together to use fear, fear, or like any sort of anything for a productive way. So instead of being like, this is scary, Uh, um you can like be like oh this this is scary and this is bad what can we do to change it and if you have a community it's so much easier to do that and and the key word on what you said is what can we do Mm -hmm. yeah and that's really like how the first communities probably started it's like the rabbi brought up earlier one person one early human could not survive by themselves so they formed communities and it was kind of based on fear, probably, right? Like, how can we survive until, you know, the next day? But I think we're we're moving past that now, and that's making communities probably more productive in a more social way rather than just, like, survival. I feel like just for survival, fear isn't necessarily a bad thing. It actually helps motivate you a lot. But in this, in this situation now, it can just be counterproductive. Um, I think that... Often a community is, um, well, started as a result of trying to combat some form of struggle that they're presented with. And I think that's sometimes what defines a community, their like ability to combat that struggle. So communities, I, I'm going to go back to what Julian said before, because I think he's right. It's happy accidents yeah. are often what pulls the piece that puts things together and allows one to be propelled forward on a very personal level. I'm watching my someone I know uh, try to be very organized in child rearing. And um, <laughs> uh, infants will have their way and, and accidents happen. And as organized and as scheduled as you want to be, guess what? It doesn't always work like that. And I think the best, for me, the best lesson I learned, not in the rabbinet, but when I was doing other things, which is you have to be able to improvise. You have to learn how to think on your feet. And if you can do that with others, like, you know, when you're you're playing theater games and you're throwing the ball to each other, kind of, and that other person has to react quickly and you can keep that going, that's creating another kind of community because what you're doing is you're, it's a kind of communication. And it's very powerful. I think that we have created something like that at Tehila where because we're small, we have to be fleet of foot. Uh, that, that's sort of what, what keeps us going. I want to be very conscious of time. As I know, uh, we've been talking for a while and I want to just invite you for any closing thoughts that can be on or off topic, but just to hear your voices, uh, that would be terrific. I, I have a question. It can be quick. Do you sure. feel like you consciously build a community at Tequila as part of your job, or do you feel like it's something you foster or like you just don't play a role in it? So the image I have of Tequila, which I, I say over and over again, is that when I had my, my job interview, not the formal one, but to do the service for the community, mm-hmm. and when I heard the community singing, I thought, oh, this is a place for me. The people here sing. 
and there's something here. So I think there was something in the room before I ever walked in. And my job was to see what that was and to figure out ways to make it bigger Mm -hmm. uh, and expand upon it, but not create from whole cloth. Because one of the things that I've learned is that no matter how great an idea is, if it's yours alone and you haven't shared it with anybody, forget about it. <laughs> you know, you end up looking like a dictator or, or it doesn't happen at all. So, yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's based on seeing who, who's in the room and, and listening. But I, I don't want to be the last word. So I want you guys to be the last word. When you said, like, community, it's such an important part of community is communication. I felt like that made me think about community in a different way almost like not only is it like the practical way because I think we were talking about it a lot in the practical way of like this is a system that can help you to make progress make change or whatever you want to do there's also like the social aspect where it's like a community is a place where you can like have almost like connections with people and where you can build relationships so that's also an important part of community that I just wanted to... I want to throw one word into the mix. Let's have to. It's the word trust. And then I'll throw it back at you. <laughs> yeah, so I guess maybe as a closing thing, community is built off of trust and commonality or unity. Trust and unity, not commonality, because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a definition we reached by the end of the episode. Well, Yeah. <laughs> I reached speak for other people. <laughs> Anything else about community? I mean, what would you, if you had a concluding thought about this very brief conversation we just had, where's it taken you? Any new insights or ahas, or what does it take to build one? Is it always a happy accident, as, as Julian kind of implies, or can you plan for it to happen? Are there elements that are needed for it to happen? Well, you said, you said trust, but yeah, trust. I think trust is a big one. Like I've been thinking a lot during this about all the bar and bat mitzvahs that I went to last year when I, like a lot of people in my grade were having bar and bat mitzvahs and it was never very much like Tehillah being at, at those services because I think being like kids, they weren't, they didn't trust each other to like be free and sing and like trust others to not like tease them or make fun of them in any way. I feel like that's something we have at Tehillah that's different that we trust each other. No one really cares if you like can't sing that well or if you like mess up or something. So I think uh, we've, we've had this brief conversation about community and I want to thank Helena and Bernie coming in and uh Julian and Jasmine, we are we are talking about the three of us are talking about doing a Facebook live podcast, and yeah. that and, sounds cool. Yeah, and yeah. I think we may even have a guest, but more on that. So keep your eyes out for that, and uh, you can find us on iTunes to Hila Talks. Have a great day. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Tehila Talks. For more information about Tehila, go to congregationtehila.org. Tune in next time when our teens continue to reflect on issues of the day through a Jewish lens.